Hello, and welcome everyone to another fun-filled, exciting episode of It'll All Work Out, a podcast dedicated to life, what we love, and figuring things out as we go along. I am your host, Adam. How's it going? I am doing an overdue episode because I'm lazy, and I got a guest. (laughs) I conned Paul into coming on, so without further ado, I would like to welcome my guest, Paul. Hey, everyone. Hey there. Hey. Hello. Listen, Hi. all ten of you. <laughs> you said there would be no more than six. And oh, now I'm... And that was my guest, Paul. I'm, uh, thank you. <laughs> I'm getting nervous. Oh, how's it going? Good. Good, good. Just good. Uh, enjoying night in the studio. I love what you've done with the place. I call it the Bad Cave. You know I got a beef with another Batman? Yeah, that dude. <laughs> okay, so I get a I get a phone call from Jamie yesterday. Yeah. Jamie says, uh, "There's a guy who wants to fight you." That's how she starts the conversation. I'm like, "Oh, really?" Yeah. I'm like what? What did I do? And she's like, "This guy dresses up like Batman, and um, it's a really good costume." But this dude, and he's anyways, he was. And that's how my wife sounds whenever it's in my head. I'm just going to say it like that, right? She's got a cold, though. Normally, she's not so so low-pitched. Okay. Uh, I'm just... Uh... <laughs> no, anyway, so she says this guy posts that he does, like, Batman dress-up for, like, birthday parties and stuff. And evidently, like, everybody who saw this post that knew me started tagging me and my cousin Ryan DeClute and a couple other people. Yeah. And so they, they're legitimately like, oh, Adam, you got competition. So this dude was like, I will fight him for <laughs> the title. I'm like, there's a Batman belt? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so legit, this guy says, he, he does, he says, uh, um, maybe we should get together, we can compare notes. And I said, first off, if we're going to compare any notes... Uh, the first rule of being Batman or being a superhero is not revealing your true identity. I'm not saying I'm Batman. I've never claimed to be Batman. But you've never seen me and Batman in the same room. <laughs> this guy literally says, I am the Sioux City Batman. I am a professional Batman impersonator. Uh, I mean, if you get paid to do something, that makes you a pro, right? I don't know, but... That's pretty ballsy, because I think I've dressed up as Batman for Halloween when I was like six. How do you know I'm not the Batman, the Sioux City Batman? I don't think anyone else has made the claim. I mean, I, like I said, I don't know anybody else who dresses like Batman and gets on the internet and does stuff like that. But... I bet this dude's actually a Make-A-Wish guy. <laughs> Make-A-Wish? Yeah, like, this is his Make-A-Wish. You know what? I got I got money this dude for like for sure doesn't even talk with the accent like the oh, I'm Batman <laughs> and who wants 150 bucks hi to... kids my name is uh, the Sioux City Batman I mean <laughs> okay like maybe this dude's living out like his his childhood dream but it's a sweet costume though but the picture he looks like he hasn't eaten in days well not only does he do that but like his mouth is blacked out like yeah he doesn't look like batman at all and then (laughs) and then noah comes along and says i know the darth vader in that picture (laughs) like 
What is going on in Sioux City? He says, I can hook you up. I'm like, why? You're (laughs) married, for one. What what makes him think that I want to meet the Darth Vader? Yeah. (laughs) You know that guy that that dresses like Batman? Uh, Well, you can meet Darth Vader. Yeah. How did he meet the Darth Vader of Sioux City? I got to assume that that's the dude's name, right? He's the Darth Vader. Yeah, first name, the, last name, Darth Vader. Dude, what makes that even funnier, what was the first joke you made when I I did that Facebook Live? I was talking with my voice like this, and you're like, you used like that Triumph the Insult comic dog. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> which, which button do you push to have your parents go pick you up? Nerd. No, okay. Oh, scary nerd. <laughs> no, the last thing I want to do is upset the six to eight or ten people, because they might be Batman comic book people. Oh, this is this is going straight to the top. Content like this, you can't pay for content like this. No, you shouldn't pay no, for content. No, you shouldn't, but you, you can't, yeah. because there's no way to pay for this. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you bought a Spotify account, you yeah. can listen to this on Spotify. It's true. Plug. I have listened Plug. to this on Spotify. Um, Not this one. No. Well, yeah, I th- think yeah, so. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is, uh, if you are a comic book or a superhero fan, um, I will probably come off sounding really ignorant, and I am. I don't know much about superheroes or uh, Star Wars, and I get Star Trek confused a lot. But you can always count on me to laugh at you. So if you need someone to laugh at you, I'm your guy. I'm like a glutton for punishment because it's like I'm looking around this room we're sitting in. I've got like legit like four Batman masks. That's true. John Cena replica spinner belt from WWE and a Turbo Man doll. By the way, that is the actual Turbo Man doll. Yeah, we're talking Turbo Man. And the John Cena belt, like I'll I'll give you a pass on that because for the places I lack in superhero lore, I make up for. For a nerdy wrestling um, trivia. Hey, wrestling's cool, man. It is. It's coming back. It is. Dude, eight, what, 80,000 people each night at yeah. WrestleMania at in WrestleMania Dallas? WrestleMania last weekend, yeah. Yeah, so we're in good company. At least 160,000 nerds. Yeah. More people than there are in the Sioux City Metro went uh, and watched like 12 hours of professional wrestling in Dallas. Which is cool. More people that are registered yeah. in the city. Yeah, we, yes, I suppose you can never <laughs> underestimate the power of the transient yep. in Sioux City. There are a few. Hey, they want their own bathroom. <laughs> oh, wait, well, what did you say? <laughs> no, no, I... Like you said, quality content here. <laughs> If this was live right now on like Facebook, you would see like the viewership going from like three down to one. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's only because Jamie is right outside the door right now. Oh, listening. that's probably Emily. <laughs> it could be. She is like two steps away from being Kelso and breaking open the door. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> what are you guys doing in here? Oh hey, since since I'm in here. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. So, how's life? It's good, man. Is it? 
I got my favorite lining kugels. Yeah. In my hand here, Northwoods Lager. Amber Lager. I don't even know Amber, but she is a lumberjack. It's yeah. A, it's a smooth lager with a crisp, I don't think refreshing finish. I don't think that's how you spell lager. Lager. Yeah. A lager is like a person that is a lumberjack, right? Yeah. Must be Canadian. Yeah. But yeah, pretty good. It's Friday. Get a freaking lager. <laughs> And we got uh, we got softball season right around the corner. It's so true. Literally, like a, we're less than a month away. Less than a today month. Today's what the eighth. Yeah. I think we are a month away. One month. So all of you listening, um, free up your Friday nights to come cheer on your own uh, Sioux City bananas. <laughs> Since everybody's just gonna claim Sioux City, we're the Sioux City bananas. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, Sioux City Batman. <laughs> Tell you what, the we Sioux City a Banana ban- Man. Yeah, <laughs> we will get the Banana Man, the Sioux City Banana Man, and the Sioux City Batman maybe to hang out. That could be our goal for the summer. Uh, Tim, right? Isn't he the one that we're trying to get to do it? Yeah, yeah. All right, Mackenzie, if you're hearing this, we're officially throwing the gauntlet down. He has to do it. Yep. <laughs> or somebody has to, because we don't want to. We don't want to give away the identity of the banana man. Right. And just like It could be any Tim. Could be. I know at least three, possibly four Tims. That's so true. Yeah. Should we just start naming them, and then the one we don't name is obviously the... <laughs> well, if I start naming last names, it could get awkward. Yeah, and right. And just trust me, I'm a, I, I am a reputable person. I have no reason to lie about the amount of Tims that I know. What was that from uh, Monty Python? I shall call him Tim. (laughs) (laughs) Or something like that. I don't know. There's another level of nerdery I haven't gone down all the way. There's some great stuff in Monty Python, don't get me wrong. Yeah, Yeah, you know, we could do a whole episode of me trying to say a movie quote and then you getting it right. Because that's uh, that's been a big part of our, our friendship over the last... 20 years. Yeah. Um, I don't know movie quotes, and you do. Yeah, we could, we could start a whole new podcast and call it, well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> what he meant to say was, yeah. 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 Oh, it was almost. <laughs> yeah. I My claim is there are about two movie quotes that I know and yeah. I am very, very confident in. Um, Dumb and Dumber, du- number one. Uh-huh. Okay, maybe three movie quotes. <laughs> but... Uh, and now, of course, I'm blank. blank. Oh, yeah, D- uh, Days of Thunder. Um, yeah. Robin's racing Harry. Yeah. Um, that comes up a couple times. Um, We're really doing it, Harry. You get a thing for any quote that has the word Harry. Harry and sounds overtly <laughs> sexual, so. We're really doing it, Harry. <laughs> We're really doing it, Harry. Oh, boy. Um, yep. Uh, I will take uh, what sounds like a gay porn for 200, please. <laughs> I feel the need, the need for speed. Um, that's a good one. Uh, the other one, well, okay, and then the other one is actually from Bruce Almighty. Oh, yeah? And I, I don't... Back to you, fuck. <laughs> okay, actually, there's that one, too. Um, but it's when, uh, Jim Carrey is talking to Jennifer Aniston and explaining how God is a big, mean bully on a anthill with a magnifying glass yeah. and uh 
was wanting to burn off my feelers and watch me squirm. Yeah. And uh, Jennifer Anderson is like going against him. Like, yeah, oh, no, it's not that. And uh, you just got to, you know, give God a chance and everything. And, and Jim Carrey just starts quoting off all these like, a bird in the hands better than a bird in the bush. Yeah. And this is the part I remember. I have no bird. I have no bush. God has taken my bird and my bush. Right. And uh, I probably quote that probably seven or eight times a week usually. So. <laughs> my favorite line was what he said right after that, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, let's thank God, shall we, for his rain. <laughs> his blessings are raining upon me. Wait, that's not, not rain. Okay. <laughs> Do yourself a favor, if you're listening to this, turn it off, but come back. Yeah. <laughs> go, go watch Bruce Almighty, and uh, and if you have if you haven't watched it, you'll enjoy it. If you haven't watched it in a few years, it'll uh, it'll really it'll turn your frown upside down. It really is a great movie. It is. It absolutely is. Um, it's so funny because I, I wasn't good in school. I I self-proclaimed I, I think your report cards also proclaim that it's so true okay. but what's funny is my ability to retain useless stuff I'll tell you what happened to me today uh-huh. so there are certain movies that I think about all the time I can quote them talk about them yada 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 it's anybody can do it I can pull a stepbrothers reference out of nowhere a lot of stuff out of the office um, there's quite a few things. It's got an auto scroll on it, so oh, okay. So I'm many fascinated buttons. by the uh, <laughs> by the software. Yeah. Anyhow, so uh, carry on. We were sitting there today, and they called everybody together at work, and they were doing this whole like, oh man, uh, we're short staffed. We've got some people on vacation. We had like five sick calls. We're gonna have to roll routes and. All this kind of stuff, but guys really just try to keep a positive attitude and, you know, we just keep pushing through. We appreciate everything you guys do for us and all that stuff. And I'm not kidding you. I started laughing out loud and this dude George next to me says, what's so funny? And I said, this reminds me of Robin Hood Men in Tights. And it was the scene with the the prince of, well, I guess he was trying to be the king, right? And then the sheriff of Nottingham. You've seen the movie. I know you have. Yes. Yes. there's a scene in the movie and he's like, I got bad news. He's like, oh, you can't give me any bad news. I can't handle any more bad news. I started off with a good BM, a good shower, a good, everything's been good today. Wait, I got it. Maybe if you tell me the bad news in a good way, it won't sound so bad. And so he's like, oh. that Robin O'Loxley came back and he just beat the crap out of me and my men. And he's probably coming to kill you. He's like, why are you laughing? That's terrible news. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all we were thinking about today. Like, it was this yeah. like, running joke this morning we were getting ready to leave. Maybe if we tell them the bad news in a good way. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> hey, fun fact about that movie. Yes. That was Dave Chappelle's first movie. His breakout role was a Mel Brooks movie. You know, um, I have no reason to not believe you. Okay. None. But good for Dave. Um, I. Yeah, I think he did okay. Yeah. <laughs> Might, minus that little stint in Africa, but yeah. he came back and, yeah, uh, this world... Ugh, I don't know. I don't think anyone's thinking about the Africa stuff. 
he went like pro trans and like everybody <laughs> like the internet like lynched him for it yikes <laughs> yeah they did it's ridiculous yeah. they tried to cancel him and which is hilarious because his quote joe rogan's quote bill burr's quote all of them had said how do they get canceled like, yeah who who who's out there you mean advertisers advertisers just stop paying somebody so then you can't be on facebook anymore so what yeah isn't that like every comic's dream to finally say something that people get so upset about that they buy another one of their netflix specials just to hear it right it's kind of what will smith did right i think so it it could be i mean i i don't know for sure but there was uh Private Parts, the movie that Howard Stern, it was like his yep. kind of mockumentary because it was like a story of his, how he came to power. We'll call it that, right? Fame. Yeah, power. Same money, thing, right? Money, power, and fame. Right. Yeah, it's, anyway. It's like Kim Kardashian. She's famous, but what for? Yeah, see? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You Once you're famous, that's power. Hmm. Right. Anyways, yeah. so... There was a scene in the movie, which, going back to useless movie trivia, um, there's a scene in the movie where the guy that's trying to get Howard kicked off of NBC, uh-huh. and uh, he says, the ratings are in, and Howard Stern's ratings just keep going up and up and up and up, and it's like, um, okay, he's like, so you're saying that the people that want to listen to him, you know, the, the ratings keep going up, right? What about people that don't like him? And the numbers were like double, <laughs> right? And they said... If they don't like him, why do they want to listen? And they said, number one answer, I want to see what he's going to say next. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. I love that we've keep, we keep coming back to useless movie trivia because mm-hmm. um, we weren't going to talk about movies. <laughs> I don't think I had any plan at all. This literally came about because me and you talked about this the other day. and mm-hmm. Like a week ago. Yeah. Maybe two. <laughs> and we've seen each other, what, four or five times since yeah, then? that's true. And, and then Jamie literally goes... I want to talk to Charity. Get out of the room. Go do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So you can thank Jamie and Charity for this. Yep. Stealing the next 45 minutes of your life, uh, or maybe 12. I'll see. How many? How much time we got? We're only 16 minutes in. Mm-hmm. Boy, buckle your seatbelts there. Hold on to your lug nuts. Three quarters of my life is just laughing at people when they make references because I assume it's a movie quote and that was from um, the mask Jim Carrey again <laughs> useless movie quote you know actually yeah this story got brought up and I I I wanted to share your side of it okay okay so we're gonna flash back okay okay we're gonna go back in time kids. Diddly, 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 diddly. <laughs> the year is 2003. In the, In the year 2000. <laughs> Did you get that, by the way, that text I sent you of all the Paul Rudd, yes. Mac and Me? Link? Yes. Oh, if you guys haven't seen that, look up Paul Rudd pranking Conan O'Brien. And for 20-some years, every time Paul Rudd went on, he pans to a clip and every time it's this scene from the movie Mac and Me which kids that went to Bible school I'm sure they remember it was like a Christian answer to like E.T. it was like this really low budget (laughs) crappy movie and it's the scene where this kid is like rolling down a hill in his wheelchair and the brakes like break and he goes off of a cliff 
it lands in the water, and it's like for twenty years Paul Rudd plays this clip every time, and Conan always falls for it. My favorite one out of those is what he did. We'll get back to the story in a minute. Yeah. But my favorite one was how he had uh, who played Stefan in uh, Saturday Night Live. It's. Uh... I cannot think of his name. Oh, that's gonna drive me bay 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 nanas. How cool is dead air on a podcast? I oh, I can't think. Of... Anyways, he was on Conan's like one of his final shows before he stopped doing his show, and he was talking about having Paul Rudd on Saturday Night Live when he was a writer. Bill Hader. Got it. Bill Hader. Boom. Just hit me like that. Congratulations. <laughs> you beat Google. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yep. So anyhow, um, and he said there was this scene from a movie, and he, he goes, or this scene from Saturday Night Live, we actually filmed this thing, and they tell this whole elaborate story. Paul comes out in the middle of it, and he <laughs> says, actually, the funny thing is, is they, they filmed all this stuff and all this, like that story. He's like, actually, we have a clip of it. You guys want to show it? And he shows that. Conan gets up, claps, walks in a circle and goes, that's it. That's the last time you're doing it. <laughs> Man. Anyways. Okay. Year 2000. Year 2003. Three. Um, Five Iron. Five Iron Frenzy. Five Iron Frenzy. Yep. Uh, a little bit of backstory. Five Iron Frenzy was a ska band from... Late, mid late nineties. We'll say when they first got started. I believe they started officially in nineteen ninety five. Uh-huh. Um, that was a good year. Upbeats and beatdowns, probably their their first record that uh, really brought them fame was in ninety seven. Yeah. And the whole third wave ska movement really went ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand oh. probably. Well, with the third wave ska. We won't get into wave one and wave two because yeah. that's if, over everyone's head. Yeah, and we weren't alive for it. But <laughs> think right. Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, Real Big Fish, Less Than Jake. Right. So those were the big ska bands that yep. were out, that were mainstream. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, no Effects was another one. No Fix. Um, anyway, Sublime actually was a ska band for a short period of time mm-hmm. also. If after they got rid of that, they actually stuck with the same progression. Yeah. As a ska band, but was they just it, without the horns. Wasn't Spring Loaded Pickle Shooter as well? <laughs> or Phantom Sandwich? Phantom Sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so 2003, you were saying back Anyways, to Five so Iron Five Iron, um, there was a Christian ska movement also, and there were several bands that were ska bands. Mm-hmm. I would say the big three. There yep. was a, definitely a big three. Yep. So the OC Supertones, uh-huh. probably the most mainstream of the three. Yep. Five Iron was a close second yep. in the Insiders. Yep. So those three bands, yes, those three bands in particular, were like the big ones. Well, we were f- diehard fans of two or three. I liked the Supertones. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I still use them as a reference because um, whenever I had... Like, when I used to work at Boys and Girls Home, Uh we used to talk about, with kids that would have, like, trouble pass and stuff like that, we would go through, um, it was like a, not a religious course, but it was like a course where they could go through and talk about, like, exploring the idea of a higher power, most often than not, it was usually inviting them to a youth group, that kind of thing, right? Um, But these kids would try to find practical uses, and there was actually a song by the Supertones that I used to use as a, 
on a regular basis, uh, Jury Duty. Oh, sure, yeah. And that song is all about how this dude had the worst day ever, but mm-hmm. the chorus was, though I haven't had the best of days, I just want to stop and thank you anyway. Yeah. And so that that is one song of theirs besides Supertone Strike Back. Other than that, I probably couldn't name a Which was song. a huge... Uh... Metallica ripoff. It so was. Go, go listen to the beginning of Supertone Strike Back, and then uh, I'm not a huge Metallica fan, but uh, I used to know the name of the song. But uh, any Metallica fans out there, you'll listen to it and go, "Wait a minute." Yeah. And then Supertones, like on their first album, had like two other uh, Metallica songs that they completely ripped off. Uh, to be fair, the Insiders totally ripped off Corn too. <laughs> yeah. 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 And uh, shout out to. Uh, I can say he's my friend because he let me on stage with him. Joe. Yeah. Uh, jerk. He goes by Jerk Yerky. That's yeah. his. Uh, that's his podcast. Average jerks. Average jerks. Yeah. Which is not an adult um, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's put on by an adult. Anyway, um, he said the the song that's uh, that's being referenced there. Uh, he wrote it during a time where he was introduced to the band Corn. And uh, specifically the song Freak on a Leash. Yeah. Um, the little uh, bridge breakdown part where, uh, I don't I don't even, I don't, yeah, thank you. I was trying to think of uh, the corn guy's name yeah. and I don't. Uh, I can't think of his name either. Jonathan Davis. Jonathan, Look at that. Jonathan Davis. <laughs> that is right. So anyway. If I ever heard the winning lottery numbers, that's how they would come out. It's like, cow, I knew it. It was a seven. Yep. This is why, this is why I don't gamble. But anyway, right. uh, Five Iron Frenzy, you were talking about there. Anyhow, so yes. um, back then, um, we were really big fans. I mean, we used to go to quite a few concerts, Sunshine Music Festival, mm-hmm. anytime that they would have anything remotely close, because you and I went to Omaha. Yep. I never got to go to Des Moines uh, to Joe's House of Rock. Frank's House. Frank's of Rock. House of Rock. Frank's yeah. House of Rock. Yeah. I never got to go there. Um, I did get to go to... Clive. Clive, yes. On the Winners Never Quit Tour. It's true. Like three days before their final concert. And I was trying to think if there was... There was... For some reason, you and I had seen Five Iron, The Insiders. We'd seen so many p- different people. Yeah. Um, you and I, the first time we met Joe was actually at Sunshine Music Festival it's from true. The Insiders. Yep, it's true. I ran into my friend uh, Megan. Yep who lived in Canton, South Dakota, that her and her sister had made the trip up to um, Wilmer Wilmer to Sunshine. And as we were standing there talking, yeah. Joe goes walking by in the crowd, and you're just like, boom, beeline right for him. Complete fanboy. Right. And Absolutely. The, so this is what I was getting to. So Paul and I, flash forward, 2002. We're going to go back a little bit further. Yes. Okay. So the... Five Iron's last tour was 2003. Yep. Okay, so. That's right. Paul, myself, and we had had this discussion. We were big Five Iron fans. Paul was probably a bigger Insider fan. Yeah. Went back and forth, but we were both really, really big Five Iron Frenzy fans. Five Iron had a really silly, goofy side for those that hasn't, haven't heard them. And they had really, really good melodic songs, everything. They did a lot of really goofy stuff on stage, like... Reese dressed up like in a fat suit, Elvis. Fat um, Elvis, yeah. Yeah, they and he wore like a 
WWF belt for whatever reason. He would wear it for an entire concert in the middle of a summer festival. Um, First time I ever saw him at Sunshine, they all dressed up um, as Star Star Trek. Trek. I remember that one. (laughs) But we'd seen these guys several times, and um, they were really impactful for me. Probably I was a bigger Five Iron fan fan than I was an Insiders fan. But for whatever reason, I don't know why, but I said, dude, they're from Denver. Why don't we go out to Denver? Mm-hmm. We should go see a home show. Yeah. And I don't know why or what happened, but we said, all right, well, they have this show. It's in November. Yep. We should make the trip. We literally made the plans like half-heartedly, and somehow Bo had heard about it. Yep. And he's like, I'm in. <laughs> Shout out to Bo Durham, wherever you are. Right. Whatever happened to him? I haven't talked to that guy in years. Last I heard, uh, he was running uh, his own brewery in Washington, That maybe? doesn't shock me at all. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I felt like it was the Northwest, but. Yeah. That sounds good, so I'm just going to say it, and that's that's the facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so shout out to Bo and his brewery. God bless you, Bo. Rest in peace. Grace be with you. I hope he's still alive. I hope he is too. <laughs> Anyhow, so Bo is just in, and we made this trip out to Denver. Uh, I recorded it. Yeah. I actually have the tapes. I, I literally just bought a a uh, converter yeah. so that I can actually make them into digital. I haven't figured it out yet because I figured out how to move the di- the video, but the audio isn't connecting. So that's probably but okay. I, <laughs> I actually do want to make it because there's some good stuff on there. <laughs> So we make this trip out there, and we're tourists the first time. Yeah. We went to the Denver Art Museum. We went downtown to the mall. Damn, that was a nice museum. The damn museum. <laughs> they gave out these pins that said, I love the damn museum. I love the damn. It is Denver Art Museum. Yeah, it was an anagram for Denver Art Museum. That's but cool. It was cool. It was so bizarre because it was a little bit weirdly surreal because we had actually made the trip to drive down by columbine high school because that was a year removed from columbine or two years two years and so there was still like that weird or no, year. Th- uh 1999 was, was it 99 or i thought it was 2000 no, I 99 why. was columbine well, i graduated in 01 yeah my, it was my freshman year uh april 20th i i was sitting in my english uh, ninth grade english class mm-hmm. and then uh i knew uh it was my friend jesse uh, it was his birthday. Mm-hmm. They always made a big deal of April 20th because it was also uh, Hitler's birthday yep. is April 20th. And so uh, Columbine went down on the 20th of April in 1999. Um, and, and just, yeah, so I would like it was the like marking of the beginning or the end of my freshman year of high school. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway, so. Back to Denver. We went to Denver. 2003. And- Right, so we went there for what we thought was going to be a regular Five Iron Frenzy show. And by all intents and purposes, it was, Mm -hmm. because the first time was at the Ogden. It was, it was the Ogden Theater. Which, awesome venue. I don't even know if it's still standing, but... It is. I was going to say, it's... I looked on Google Maps, it's there. It's, well, I mean, as far as we know. But, anyways, awesome venue. It really was really cool. Like, it's like this theater little off downtown Denver. Yeah. I wouldn't even say it's in downtown Denver, but it's off of Colfax or Broadway. Colfax. Yeah. And so anyways, um, so we're out there and then they make, uh, 
this announcement that they're going to go on their final tour. And it was like this huge high of being like, we're in Denver, we're watching this show. And then we left the show with like the biggest bummer news like ever. Yeah. But we made a commitment. We were going to go back to Denver the following year, right? But along the way, 2003, we were going to try to catch every Five Iron show we possibly could. And I think we caught four or five for sure. Yeah. There are a lot. Yeah. Anyways, there was one in particular, and this is the story that I've been building and building and building towards here for the last half hour. But Paul and I had made a decision... Bo and a couple other guys had already made the trip down to Cornerstone Music Festival, which yes. was, at that time, the largest outdoor Christian festival in the country. Yeah. yeah something yeah. like that. Yeah. But they had, it was like four or five days. It was a whole week long, something yeah. like that. Yeah, it was over the 4th of July. Right. Yeah. And so Bo was going to go out there. I think he went out there for two days for sure. And it was kind of crazy expensive even back then. For, yeah. Like the week, it was a couple hundred bucks. And, yep. Um, but you went there and you would camp. And so Paul and I were like, we're not camping. Yeah, I hate camping. It's true. It's and dumb. so we got in your green Ford Ranger at like 6 o'clock in the morning. Yes. And we were going to make this trip all the way across the state of Iowa. Six hours? It, yeah, Seven? to Bushnell... So from at the time from Sioux City to Chicago, it was a solid eight hours. In Bushnell, Illinois, where uh, Cornerstone was, was uh, probably an hour or an hour and a half uh, southwest. Wet, southwest of there, so uh, let's just say seven hours. Right, I can't remember exactly how far. Six it was. and a half, six and a half hours solid. Okay. So anyways, what ends up happening is we make this trip, Google. and at the time, I had a cell phone, and you didn't. Yeah, rub it in. You're rich. I wasn't. The day before we were going to go on this trip, we were getting ready. Remember, I washed my cell phone. Yep. It was in my pocket, and I had to get a replacement. It was like a prepaid cell phone. I had to pay, like, drop like 80 bucks for a cell phone. Otherwise, because, like, your mom wouldn't let us go unless we had a phone. <laughs> And we were driving all the way across the state of Iowa to be We were fair. adults. <laughs> I mean, I would argue that we were adults, but I mean, legally yes. we were adults. The number next to us said we were legal adults, yes. And the best part about that is is that the, the shenanigans that gets brought up in this trip would prove exactly why we are not adults. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> so we make this trip all the way across six, seven, whatever hours, right? We get there noon, 1 o'clock, something like that. Six hours and 27 minutes, according to Google Maps. But that's probably not how... F- we 410 miles. Yeah, we totally drove a lot faster than that. Well, it was a, it was a four-cylinder Ranger, so we didn't go much faster. I ain't no stranger. Shout out to Ben Howard. It's his favorite TikTok. Anyways, so we make this trip in a single cab... <laughs> Ford Ranger, right? There is no leg room in these things, and it's a stick shift, so nope. there's no cruise control either. <laughs> yeah, there's no Yeah, that's right. Oh, Wasn't that great? I love that truck. Um, I bet you do. If I but never I bet had your calf ki- muscles, agree. <laughs> if, I ne- if I never would have had kids, I'd still own that 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 truck. That's a great truck. There was a lot of trips in that truck. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we make it down. To Bush, Illinois, yep. we, first week of July. And, you got that fan on? No, I was oh, just, okay. just 
the buttons. So, anyways, we make it down there, and yeah. it's July in Illinois, which we weren't aware that the heat index was like 190. Yeah. I mean, it was ridiculously hot. Yeah. And this outdoor concert is in the middle of a state park in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And so we get down there, and all of these concerts, except for the main stage, were under gigantic circus tents. Yeah. So let's cram everybody in there. <laughs> yep. We went there. When we got there, we got settled in, and I only remember seeing two concerts for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You we, went to something. I think you and Bo wandered off to something. Cool else Hand Luke. Oh, that's right. And we only saw, like, the last two songs. Right. And so we were when we were there, the insiders were going on. They were playing yep. one stage. Yep. And I actually want to hear your side of the story because I I I've, I haven't told this story on this podcast, but I've told this story before from my perspective. Yeah. But I actually want to hear what you have to say. Well, here's what I have to say, uh, brother. Yeah. Let me tell you something, dude. Yeah. So, uh, you got to back up to the sunshine okay. uh, story <clears throat> where I fanboyed really hard on the uh, the lead singer of the Insiders. His name's Joe. Um, and, uh, yeah, for some reason, the, their style of ska was more, I don't know, I'd say more like growly punk rock. and Or heavy uh, metal mixes. Yeah, and so for some reason that, res- like, it resonated with me. Um, when I wanted, like, deep, mean- meaningful songs, it was like Five Iron All Day, because, like, mm-hmm. Reese Roper is one of the greatest, like, lyricists in... Uh, in like Christian music, uh, yeah. Just maybe in general, like anyway. I hate putting labels on like Christian music and secular music. I'm sure Reese would really love it. Yeah, <laughs> or he'd hate it and be like, "Why is this weirdo?" I also had a really, I had a really weird interaction with Reese one time in Omaha, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I never, never use like lyrics of a song to like introduce yourself to yeah. the guy who wrote it. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I was like. How's your life? How are things? Are you doing okay? Um, anyway, uh, so I I met Joe at Sunshine uh, probably two years prior yeah. uh, to that to this Cornerstone event, and uh, I knew we were going to see Five Iron for sure because they were on the main stage. They weren't closing out the main stage. They were having the Swedish. Uh, it, it's a metal band from Sweden uh, called Blindside, which I actually really like, but they were closing out main stage. So I'm like, yeah, we're going to see Five Iron tonight and their last time at Cornerstone. But before that, like, I'm going to see the Insiders because these are my dudes. Right. Um, I And in my mind at this time, I'm like, I've met the lead singer. We're like friends. Right. That's not how any of this works. I know now that I'm older, but... We uh, we find Bo and his buddy who'd been camping, and they their campsite was few like a hundred and fifty feet from the tent. So right. like they're in a great spot, but I'm like borderline annoying because we we literally driven seven hours straight, and I'm like I know we got about thirty five minutes before the insiders play, and I want to be up front for this now right. that I'm older like. I'll go watch a concert, and as long as I'm in the room, right. that's all I'm looking for. But at this time, I'm like 19 or whatever, and I'm like, we got to be up front. 
and so we get up front for sound check and uh, I can see the set list and everything and they're going through stuff and uh, uh, their bass player at the time his name was Bo right um, he was standing three feet from me I could touch his foot and uh, I looked down in this one of my all-time favorite songs from the insiders is called the hunted uh, Joe hates the song I found out like he is really he's been on he rec- wrote it <laughs> he's been on record he said that whole album fight of my life is like his least favorite insiders album and I get pissed about that's, this that's cr- well I yeah. would think it would have been one of the scholarly heroes. yeah he doesn't like those because is like the man making, oh, but I, like dude is he really gonna do that yeah but he wrote it it was our most popular stuff and i hate it yeah dude come on real artist i mean don't get me wrong i'm sure green day hates dookie but yeah but but, no in going back to that the insiders their claim to fame at this point was they wrote two albums called scally lilia and scally lilia two and so they were contemporary christian songs that they converted into like a heavier metal style ska song and the only reason i say that is because joe's got that deep growly voice yeah and and to in the in the war in their discography they did motor city ska scalaluya fight of my life scalaluya too right so anyway that's how all this is going down and i know that's crazy i think that's probably until soundtrack to a revolution i really think that was their best album was fight of my life I thought so too, but Joe hates it. He thinks Sinner's Songbook, or maybe Soundtrack, I think is what he said, because that actually sounds like what he always envisioned them to sound like. But, really? But okay. so, so I'm sitting there, and I see they scratched my favorite song from the set list, and I'm like, hey, Bo, what, why aren't you doing The Hunted? And he's like, um, our, our guy Cal, who normally... So... This was kind of at the height of, like, rap metal, which, man, what a time to be alive. But anyway, uh, the song... Exactly. <laughs> Fred Durst! Chocolate Starfish! Donato! <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so it... Uh, he's like, so uh, Cal, who normally does the rap part of the song, is not here. I thought Sang was in the band at that time. Wasn't Sa- yeah, Sang was, but yeah. but Cal Cal was, did the the rap. Part? The rap, yeah. So oh, okay. I was like, I know the rap, and he's like, yeah, you know, he's just. I think at this time, just trying to play play nice, like whatever, dude. I'm just trying to get my levels right so I can play in this. <laughs> 300 degrees. God awful tent. tent. Which these stages, mind you, were like belly button high. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm t- like my, I'm eye level like with his thigh basically. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm like, no, check it out. And so I like, again, seven hours in a car, like I want to hear my favorite song. So uh, being the annoying like scene kid, I guess, in this sense. I just break out the rap. Like, <laughs> and it got his attention. So he's like, all right, hey. And so he, Joe is coming on the stage. He's like, Joe, this kid knows the rap to The Hunted. And Joe's kind of like, okay, cool, I guess. <laughs> and he didn't pick up that bro. was like, let's do it. Right. And so Bo's like, we'll do it. And then Joe's like, forget that. I, like, only way I'm doing it is if, like, you do the whole song because I like I don't remember the words. Yeah, and so I'm like, 
Yeah, I'll absolutely do it. So, uh, well, the weird thing was, and we'll flash back. What was it like a month prior to this? Yeah, because well, uh, it was February. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah because uh, Teens Encounter Christ Tech, right? You were no Compassion Retreat. Oh, it was the Compassion Retreat? You're right for middle school kids. Right, and so shout out to Doug Ford, Tom, Matt, and uh, DJ. DJ. Their name of their band was. Uh, Siege. Siege, yes. I was trying to think of that. <laughs> Shout out, you guys, but I don't remember your band name. <laughs> it was really impactful. Anyways, um, Siege. They they were playing the Compassion Retreat, and kind of the caveat was that you were going to do this song. Yeah. So this was four months, five months prior to this. Yeah. Dressed. So it's not like this is your first time ever like getting up and doing this, but you're doing this in front of like 15 kids. Yeah. <laughs> And then at, at Cornerstone, <clears throat> there was probably 150, but in my mind, I say there's like 800. Right. I well, don't know it's which packed is under a tent. Who knows? Not to mention all the people that were walking by. And yeah, I don't know what's in. true, but there was there was more than 15 kids there. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that, that ended up uh, working out. Uh, Joe had me come up on stage and uh, do the whole song, and... It, it was my rock star moment, and uh... what was wild about that, and how you're—I love how you're underselling this, but what was wild about it was you literally just grabbed the dice and rolled it, and was like seven. What? <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. you literally threw that out there. Me and Bo were like laughing, like check him out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Paul's gonna get up on stage and sing with the yeah. insider. Okay. And so we were doing that, and then it's like as you're climbing up on stage, we're like. Can you do that? Yeah. What is happening right now? <laughs> yeah. So if you ever want to get on the stage with one of your favorite br- bands, uh, bring a couple hype men with you. Yeah. Because like, we were all four. We're like, yeah, do it. We, me and Bo turned around and got like the crowd like, yeah, let him do it. Yeah. Because when that happened, um, Bo, not our Bo, bass player Bo, Bo, right? Yep. He was like, they got to that part of the set list, and he's like. Well, what do you think? And Joe's like, should we let him do it? And he's like, yeah, man, let him do it. And, he's, and he, he did. He looked right down at point, and he's like, all right, dude. I mean, you're up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's when I went through puberty, actually. Yeah, right. <laughs> because uh, I had never felt my heart before. And uh, as uh, I was. Oh, dude, scared. you nailed it. Yeah, but I was terrified. Like, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I. It's like this is actually happening, and then, uh, uh, then, like, uh, I really do think kind of a friendship was formed because yeah. uh, when they went to Sunshine like the next year, and I got to do do the song with them again, and then I um, went and saw them in Decora, Iowa, and they literally pointed out and said, "Dude, it's the kid from Iowa." Oh. <laughs> yeah, but that was the trip. Like that was the trip that. Uh, like, I took Charity on for the first time. Yeah. Like, before we like we were dating finally. And you went to meet your real dad for yeah. the first time in Wisconsin. Yeah, and the weird thing was is that somehow, way, you and I had connected. Uh-huh. I don't know if you called me or whatever, and you were like, I'm in Decora. And I'm like, where's Decora? And you were telling me. And yeah. so then what happened was is my dad was supposed to bring me back to Iowa. Yeah. And... We found out you were like the halfway bark, and it's yeah. like, all right, can you just drop me off with them? And I rode back with you guys. Well, yeah, he dropped you off in Rochester, Minnesota, yeah. and it was the uh, 
like in a Walmart, we picked you up and then drove back on 90. Yeah. In the worst fog I've ever driven in. Yeah. Until we got basically back to Orange City to drop Charity off. Uh, right outside her dorm, that that's like 3 in the morning, we found that dude face down, like passed out. <laughs> forgot all about that. Outside the dorm. And, uh, yeah, like we went over and just kind of nudged him with our foot like hey buddy you're okay <laughs> and he wasn't moving yeah and then finally about the fourth or fifth time like he just popped up like nothing had happened he's like i'm good and just wandered and off and just walked off <laughs> like this is a christian college too mind you yeah we <laughs> we have more stories of just like random shit like that that happens what's funny okay so here's here's the funny random. stuff so you we just get off this ultimate high, yeah. right? Of like you getting up on stage because I was I was so jazzed. I remember that when you did it, it was like, dude, that was awesome. Like yeah. and it did turn into that like hype man. Like yeah, it's my friend. It's my friend. I know that guy. And so we he lives left. with his parents. <laughs> I still do. I'm almost forty, and I live yeah. with my mom. <laughs> so anyhow. So then after we get done with that show, you're on cloud nine. You're talking with people after the show. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. Well, at that time, I was about tapped out. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, dude, I'm dying. Yep. Give me your keys. I want to go sit in the air conditioning in your truck for a little bit. I'm going to pass out for a little bit because this is unbearable. Yeah. And you're like, all right, I'm going to go do whatever you were going to do. Yeah. And so I did. I went and like crashed in like the passenger or in the the driver's side yeah and just crashed somebody was playing and i don't remember who it was was it cool hand luke or yeah well we were gonna bo and i were gonna talk to the insiders and then like this was the next show after that yeah and they were tearing down and then cool hand luke was playing like two tents over and bo's like let's go watch them so i'm like okay cool that's what we did we went to watch cool hand luke and then there was somebody else that was gonna play because you came back to get me yeah. And so you, for whatever reason, walked to the passenger side of your car. Yeah. The truck. Yeah. <laughs> Paul goes, hey, man, we're going to see blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> you're like, you want to go? I'm like, yeah. So I turn your truck off. I throw the keys to you in the passenger side. Yeah. I get out. I hit the lock. It was manual lock, so I locked the door. Yeah. You lock the door, shut it, and you go, where are the keys? I go, I just gave them to you. Yeah. <laughs> and we look down and there are your keys on the passenger side with the windows locked and we're like oh we're in the middle of a state park middle of nowhere we're like you don't get a locksmith out here no. you don't what are we gonna do right and yeah. Bo is laughing and going this isn't funny but this is really funny yeah. and you're pissed <laughs> Yeah. And it was a simple mistake. It wasn't like I did, like, hey, watch this. I'm going to mess with Paul. It was like, ah, uh, oh, damn it. What did we do? Yeah. So the wild thing that happened was Bo's friend and you, yeah. for whatever reason, you were going to wander off and go see somebody. I, while we were sitting there talking, we were like, somebody said, well, she's a coat hanger. And we're like, where are we going to get a coat hanger? Yeah. And that dude in the camp next to us was like... From uh, Canada. Right. I just remember he's from Canada. And he's like, oh, man, I don't I don't use plastic coat hangers. I only have metal coat hangers. Yeah, thanks, MacGyver. <laughs> and we're like, oh, cool. So he just gives us a coat hanger. Yeah. And so 
I, I don't know what I'm doing. You don't know what you're doing. You're like, all right, well, why don't you try to figure this out? I'm going to go do whatever you were doing. Yep. And you wandered off, and Bo stayed with me. Yeah. And Bo's like, I got to see this. I'm not kidding you. I was like, how do you do it? And Bo and I are literally guessing, and so we're making, like, this giant J. Yeah. Because our brains, the way that we rationalized it, was that the window is there, and so you have to get it inside the door, and then where the door thing is, you literally just turn it and pull up, and then it'll push the lock up, right? Yeah. And we're Makes like, sense. oh, so you just got to cram this thing in there? And I literally just pushed it down, and I go, well, now what? He's like, I don't know, twist it, I think. And I go, okay. I did, and I was like, all right, I think this is right. And he goes, pull up. I went like this, and it unlocked immediately. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that was pretty sweet, actually. Yeah. So did. then I open the card, or I take the keys, put them in my pocket, and then it took us longer to get the coat hanger out <laughs> than it did to actually like unlock it and do all that. Yeah. And then we're standing there going, well, Paul's not back. And Bo goes, well, we got to mess with him. And I go, yeah, but what are we going to do? He's like, why don't we like roll down the window and see if we had to break it? I'm like, yeah, when he gets back and sees no broken glass, like yeah. what's he's the- dumb, but he's not that dumb. <laughs> and so we're like, all right. And so we, we literally were like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Right. Yeah. And so then He's like, here he comes, here he comes. I'm like, oh, okay. So immediately I just take the coat hanger and I jam it in there, yeah. right? And I'm going like this, and I'm going... And I, you come back, and you're like, any luck? I'm like, I can't get it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, let me try. <laughs> and for like five minutes, you're getting more pissed by the minute because you can't get the damn thing unlocked. I didn't want to be stuck in Illinois of all, pe- of all places. <laughs> So I go, here, fine, use the key, it'll be a lot faster. <laughs> and you turned around and you took a swing at me like Olive Rocky. And I just leaned back like, whoa, what? That was yeah. a joke. <laughs> oh, I'm the worst fighter in the world, too. And the funny thing is, is Bo immediately like calls you out. He goes, dude, at any point, all you had to do was just look down. Yeah. <laughs> And you would have seen we didn't, you know, we had the, key, you had the keys. Yeah. And so, <laughs> that did top it off, though, because after that it was pretty smooth sailing. Yeah, we... Went to the Five Iron uh, Show. Which was awesome, and then, uh... That was the pinata. Yep. Pork and beans. They threw out, what, four or five... Pinatas. Pinatas, and all of them had candy except for one. Yep. In the middle of sweltering july heat and it's like dusk like it's not dark yet it's dusk yep and all these people like got covered in pork and And they i mean to be fair they said one of these pinatas has pork and beans so play nice yeah and these stinky little scene kids could last maybe three seconds before they you know tearing these things open and that was a wild show, though. It was. Uh, they lost. Uh, <clears throat> they lost power. I think during like. During that set. Like, the opening song or something. Yeah. Because they were doing like all the because that was the show that Joe came out dressed as like Cupid. <laughs> yeah, in a diaper. And then they locked him out of his trailer, so he had to like walk. Like he told the story on their podcast. Yeah, and then, but he also came out and. Uh, and uh, did the bridge of every new day, mm-hmm. like so. 
Yeah, they said they were messing with him. Like, they got locked out. Like, yeah. he's walking around in a diaper. <laughs> yeah. So, we made it through that. And then uh, our plan originally was we didn't take a tent or anything. We had a Ford Ranger pickup. And uh, our great plan was we were going to sleep in the back. Right. I mean, we were both, and still are, uh-huh. uh, firmly secure in our manhood. Yeah. That we would sleep in the back of a pickup together. In the middle of a state park. Uh, <clears throat> but we're getting back there trying to get everything figured out. And Bo and his buddy had been out there for two, two, days. two days. And they're like, we're beat. We just want to go home. <clears throat> and for some reason, we both agreed. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, we've only probably sweated three to six pounds right. of weight that day of liquid. And ate nothing all day. <clears throat> ate nothing because we had no money. Right. And we're like, yeah, it's six hours back. We're good for it. Let's just, it's mid, well. Never mind. It was, it was like mid- after 10 o'clock. Yeah, it was going on midnight at this point. And, right. And uh, we're like, I don't want to sleep in the back of my pickup with my best friend. Oh, and it was so hot, too. Oh, that yeah. would awful. Horrible. Yeah. So we load up our vehicles and start to make the six and a half hour trek back to Sioux City. And we were good till maybe the Illinois border. We got to the Illinois border and it's like, oh, I'm tired. We press on though and uh, we. We hit Iowa City and I I completely, I, I just passed out. Yep. I was doing my best, but I'm not driving, so it's like it was so much harder because I didn't have the same focus. But I totally had a Clark Griswold moment because <laughs> I dozed off, and then I kind of snapped awake, like, wait a minute, I shouldn't be sleeping. And I'm looking straight ahead, and the road is curving, and Paul is not. And I look over, and his chin is touching his chest. He is out. And I'm like, bam, punch you in the arm. Like, dude, wake up. And you're like, <laughs> To this day... I do not recall driving through Iowa City. Nope. <clears throat> but I do remember going, I think I need to take a nap. And we slept in a... Like a roadside... Yeah, it was like a rest truck, area. Yeah, rest area for, I think, like a couple hours. It was like an hour at most, because we yeah. were like, if we can get an hour of sleep, maybe that'll kind of get us our second wind. And yeah. Bo and Bo's friend, yeah, who we were hanging out with all day, and I don't remember his name from 20 years ago. Yeah. Sorry, um, Bo's friend. Yeah, that's not listening to this. Maybe yeah. you are. But uh, anyhow, um, we made it back, obviously, safe yeah. and sound. But that was... Yeah. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, yeah, and then uh, we turned around uh, four, five months later and drove back to uh, Denver, Denver. Uh, to see their final show. and Which uh, was pretty awesome. It was. It was. Um, Shout out to Bo's uh, dad for letting us take his excursion. It was like a little tank. Yeah, that was, that. that is another, like, we could do another hour just talking about that, yeah. I'm sure. But they, because that, that trip was wild. Yeah. Like, Bo's friend that was supposed to meet us. I mean, there were so many things about that trip. Yeah, it was just phenomenal. We, we've had some of our best times, I think, going to shows. Yeah. And I know originally we were going to talk about the Foo Fighters, but uh, I don't know if I'm in an emotional state to yeah. even do that. Like well, my last episode I did, um, 
I kind of talked about Taylor for a good 10 minutes because yeah. it was pretty fresh at that point. Um, yeah. Because ironically, that's the other thing that you and I have in common. Um, yeah. Is our love for the Foo Fighters. I would say you're probably a bigger fan than I am. And wow. I really, really enjoy the Foo Fighters, but the way that you and I used to get into music, yeah. like you don't get into music like you did when we were like that age. Yeah. But the Foo Fighters... Yeah, they transcended a whole... Like, I think probably the, the biggest reason is like... I miss Nirvana. Yeah. Like, growing up... Not I, like you you missed it, like you, you don't... Yeah. You have, like, you missed it entirely. Yeah, I, did, I was not a Nirvana person yeah. while they were a band. Uh, my family <clears throat> listened to a lot of, like, country music. Right. And so, we're, like, when Nirvana was huge, like, we were listening to, like, 90s country, like Garth Brooks right. and... Uh, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus and John Michael, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, right. like, I knew who Kurt Cobain and Nirvana was. I right. knew Teen, Smells Like Teen Spirit, but I wasn't into that. And it wasn't until probably I was 20 years old before I was like, oh, Nirvana. And then right. started going down that rabbit hole. I'm like, Foo Fighters. And, like, you just had that instant, like, this is, if, if I could play on in a rock band, this is what I would want right. to sound like. And, uh, yeah, for the next, shit, 20 years. Yeah, 20 years. Almost 30, dude. Because yeah. he came out in, like, 95, 94. Yeah, th this, this was, like, a year after This would have been their died. 27th year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And so, the wild story about the Foo Fighters with my experience, um, my first taste of Foo Fighters um, was Big Me. Yeah. And I heard that song and um, <clears throat> I remember hearing it and I was hooked because <clears throat> like the quintessential 90s rock band, mm -hmm. right, was um, Marcy Playground, yeah. um, uh, who, uh, who sings uh, Third Eye Blind, do, do, uh, do. Matchbox 20. It was like, yeah. there was that mix of like pop rock yeah and it was so crazy because dave and those guys when they came out with the music it was like this weird mix of like red hot chili peppers and creed and 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 like matchbox like they had like the radio hits yeah. but then like like their first album i talked about a little bit about because i've been doing this this album breakdown thing yeah um but i talked a little bit about foo fighters um already because wasting light actually made my uh made my top 50 because of Locke when it came out yeah that was when I was going through cancer so that was a very very inspirational song for me right um but like the first album that they had the self-titled wasn't as big of a hit as the color and shape which yeah. color and shape was their second album and that had all the hits yep and when I say all the hits like first three Foo Fighters songs that come to your mind yep. Monkey Wrench My Hero yeah. Everlong and those are all on that album. It's mm -hmm. like, I mean, yeah. and that was the biggest taste for me. And I'll never forget it because I heard it and I was hooked. Yeah. I went to Sneaky's Chicken here in Sioux City <laughs> and they had a jukebox and they played it. Yeah. And I was sitting with my parents at yep. lunch one day and I played Monkey Wrench. <laughs> and some old man, I sh I'm not kidding you, stood yeah. up and said, Rick, will you turn this shit oh. off? <laughs> 
Oh, that poor bastard. Oh, and he's like, it was one of those, like, oh, I don't know how that got on there. And I was like, I do. This was amazing. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I, you know, I heard somebody say one time, um, he's a local musician. His name is Bob. And um, he actually. <laughs> totally, not, totally not made up. Yeah. No, it really is a real guy. I just, I kind of shy away from, like, last names on here just because this does go out on the internet. I don't think we... Except for you totally called out Bo. Sorry, Who doesn't Bo. live here, so... Uh, and doesn't live in Washington or have a brewery. I No, we need to find him. I want to know what happened to him. Right. Anyhow. I'm on it. So, the, the wild thing is he actually said to me in passing, because you and I were going to the Foo Fighters. This was in 2009. And I was working with Bob at the time, and I said, I'm going to see Foo Fighters. I couldn't wait to go see him. And he said, really enjoy it, man. He's like, uh, Dave Grohl is the John Lennon of our generation. And I, I remember when I heard that, I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I get what he's saying. But as Let has moved up, like, mm-hmm. a, a, as we have moved forward, like, with the quality of music, and maybe this is just me being a, a you know, a fan fighter boy here. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, being the... The, the, the crazy part about all of that with Dave Grohl is he's easily one of the top five songwriters of the last 30 years. Yeah. Because he the hits just keep kind of coming. Because it was like, okay, so Big Me was on their first one. That's the first one that sticks out to me. I, you know, they had the next three that were really, really big after that. And then it was like, um, All My Life, The Pretender. Um, Echo Silence, Patience and right, Patience um, Grace. So like... During the the early two thousands, like some of the bigger hits that that had come out, yeah, um, and then even going into late two thousands with like wasting light, and then going into concrete and gold, and oh my goodness, you found him! Yeah, he, he's a mustache man. He doesn't live. Bo does not live in Washington. Can I say it? I don't care. I mean, it's on Facebook. Uh, New York. New York City! No, Southampton. <laughs> but, yeah. Huh. We gotta, we gotta hook up with that guy. Yeah. Find out what heck happened to him. The reason I know that it's him, he's Because it looks exactly like well, him. he's friends with Sarah Warner and Bill Sauter and but, Don Craig. But he's him. not friends with us! Yeah, what the hell? I don't want to be friends with him. Take it back. You know what? Take that, Bo. No, I'm adding him. As a friend, right now. Paul's just, giving in. I refuse. Just send him a friend request. <laughs> watch he declines it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's weird, because I don't friend request anybody on Facebook. I have a rule that if you friend request me and I vet you, I'll accept. Right. I don't friend, but I just, yeah, for tonight's sake, I just friend requested uh, Bo. Yeah. You heard it here, folks. First, folks. Folks, folks. And Easy for gonna, you to say, Adam. Then I'm going to tell him to go back and listen to this if he actually accepts my request. Go back to Cleveland, Cleveland. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what's funny, though. Yeah. Um, the John Lennon reference that I was talking about with uh, yeah. Dave Grohl. In the Hall of Fame, when they got inducted in the Hall of Fame last year, yep. he, you heard the Paul McCartney speech, didn't you? Yeah. So Paul McCartney actually points out the similarities between Paul McCartney's life and Dave Grohl's life. And it's like the fact that I heard somebody say, you know, 14 years ago, 13 years ago, 
that he's the John Lennon of her lifetime. And now this wild stories that I've heard about Paul McCartney and Dave Grohl and like, like, what was it? 2015, 2016, whatever year it was, the year they had their kind of hiatus. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, Dave Grohl was actually asked to play Blackbird on the Grammys. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Oscars. It was the, was it the Grammys or the Oscars? It was for their in memoriam. So it was the Oscars. Yeah. So anyways, he was supposed to play Blackbird and the guy who wrote the song is still alive. Yeah. (laughs) And so they asked Dave. So Dave says he's thinking about it. I listened to his audio book. I've talked about it a few times on here. Yeah. But in his audio book, he's talking about, I don't know if I'm going to do it or not, right? And he said that he performed that song for a talent show with his daughter, Hmm. Violet. Yeah. And Violet sang it, and she had never really performed, performed. Yeah. And that was her first big performance, and she asked her dad to play it. Damn. And so he actually played the song with her, right? Yeah. And so then he said... Right after that had happened, he gets a phone call, asked to play Blackbird for the Oscars or the Grammys or whatever, right? Yep. And he said it was a horrible scenario. Like, Dave said that he was asked to play the song, but the band wasn't going to be in with him. They were going to play to a click track, and they were going to pump them in. They were going to be playing down the street. The, yeah. the band was going to be playing. They were going to pump the sound in, yep. and he was going to have to play along with them. And Dave doesn't play with in-ears. He played, he'd never played with in-ears. He's always a live floor monitor type guy, yep. right? And so he said he'd never done that, so he was like, eh, I don't know if I want to do it, right? And so he goes through, and he's talking about it, and they, he said, give me some time to think about it because it was a big responsibility. He gets a call from Paul McCartney, Yeah. and Paul says... You're going to do it, aren't you? Yeah. And he's like, now I'm being challenged by a Beatle. Yeah. <laughs> to play the song he wrote. Now there's that added pressure. And he said what took the edge off was um, he went home and Violet had just gotten home from school. And he said, she was telling him about his day. He's like, hey, you never believe about my days. Like, they asked me to play the Oscars. You remember that song we played? They want me to play it, right? Yeah. And she's like, you're going to do it, aren't you? And he's like, nah, I don't think so. She's like, let me get this straight. You can play it in front of my talent show at school, but you can't play it at the Oscars. And he's like, oh, <laughs> I'm not about to be challenged by a nine-year-old. I'm definitely doing it. And the funny thing was is that he said, he learned to play the guitar part from Paul McCartney. Nice. It's wild. Like yeah. his, he said he invited the McCartneys over to his house for dinner one night. And yeah. His daughter was like dinking around with the piano, and like Paul sits down at his piano and is like showing her stuff on there. Yeah. And, it's, it's like, and then like the the crazy story from the Grammys or the Hall of Fame thing, they both started in a bigger band. Yep. And then broke off after a person had passed away in their band. Yeah. And then went and recorded all the instruments themselves for their first album, Paul McCartney and Wings mm-hmm. and, you know, Dave Grohl with Foo Fighters. Yeah. I would argue that the better of the two was probably Dave. Yeah, well... Because the, the success of Wings wasn't nearly as big as... Yeah, well, the sheer amount of... Like, the sheer amount of time Foo Fighters... 26 years of being a band. Right. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, 
I know Paul McCartney's still alive and mm-hmm. still makes music, but you know the whole Wings thing just yeah. would they have one, two albums? I don't right. know. I don't know. I was never. Uh, this is probably where people, if, if people listening haven't crucified me over right. the. Oh, well, big deal. What has Paul McCartney done? Yeah, like over <laughs> not liking like comics and all that stuff. And yeah. be like, and he's not a Beatles fan. It's not that I'm not a Beatles fan. It's just like I, I know the average radio played right. songs, and I'm not gonna try to like convince you like, oh, I'm some, like they were good. Like right. I realized they made a huge impact on the, on the American music scene, and thank for that but I'm not going out and like doing deep dives on yeah. on Paul McCartney and the Beatles well and you don't really have to because the it's the way I've always likened it is that I'm, I like the Beatles so that I'm not their number one fan yeah but I could sit down and easily listen to 15 songs of theirs and be like I recognize every one yep. of these songs and there's still songs that would hold up today so yeah but I, I have been keeping you here yeah, hostage against my will. Should I put the gun down? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be nice if uh, just break shit in my. <laughs> mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take it anymore. But uh, we should. We it can do this. Wasn't again. my fault. <laughs> Man, what a messed up. That's I do know a little bit about Batman in that sense. That yeah, like you watch his parents get off in an alley. <laughs> And now he's okay. So Pete I suppose Holmes, you've earned the right to dress up and go fight people. Okay, so Pete Holmes did the Batman uh-huh. videos on YouTube. If you ever get a chance yep. to watch those, if you haven't seen those, yes. There's this when Batman versus Superman was coming out. There was all this speculation. Yeah. He made like this spoof video and like <laughs> sold it as like leaked footage yes. from the movie. And there's the scene where he's like. It starts off all serious where Pete Holmes is playing Batman, right? And Superman's like, you know, someone with authority's going to ask me to bring you in, Bruce. And he's like, and when that day comes, they, the better man wins, right? <laughs> and he's like, I think we should join forces. He's like, what? I mean, why? <laughs> he's like, you know, I have like no superpowers at all. I'm just rich and nuts. Rich and nuts. <laughs> And he's like, and I love it because then he starts making fun of him. He's like, yeah. he's like, oh, you're wearing a suit with an S on it, reminding of your dead parents. Get over your dead parents already. He's like, didn't your parents die? <laughs> <laughs> I was a boy. Now I'm a bat. <laughs> it's awesome. It is amazing. So, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go have another beer and go to bed. That sounds good. So, thanks. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Let's find some other ridiculous banter and do this again sometime. Okay. We're starting another podcast where I just make fun of you. That's fine. For not knowing movie quotes, so. They're probably more popular than this one. (laughs) We're going to find out. I'm going to post this thing very shortly. Probably tonight. So. All right. Well, that's it. That's all we have, folks. Um. This has been another episode of It'll All Work Out. I want to thank my guest, Paul, for coming. Um, That's what she said. (laughs) I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. And uh, I'll try not to make this another two weeks before I get this done, all right? Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Bye.